Sports Talk Radio for the Brainerd Lakes. 1380 KLIZ AM. Brainerd Baxter, the fan. It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now, here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakeswoods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, and streaming at uh, lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, also available now at Podcast One. Chris Foley with me, of course. And, uh, Chris, uh, quite a week in golf. Boy, the uh, the U.S. Open was uh, spectacular, as, but really ex- as spectacular as the uh, – as the vistas were all weekend at uh, Pebble Beach, that, that's got to be. If that's not the prettiest golf course in the world, I don't know what is. Boy, it's uh, it's 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 got to be. Uh, if it's not tops, it's top two or three. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, it's sh- certainly shown well on TV. Fox did a great job with the coverage and some of that drone video they were using, and um, it, it it was just a great tournament all overall. Yeah, Fox really needs a little credit there because uh, they certainly took uh, took a pretty good bashing the last couple of years of uh, getting new at golf coverage, basically. And part of the, I think part of the trouble is the package that they bought doesn't quite have enough form to get good. You know, they don't have say uh, ten tournaments to go with it. They've got the majors and uh, the women's major, and uh, they don't get a lot of practice. This crew, but I thought they did a great job. Yeah, they did a great the the. the you know, the video coverage was fantastic. Some new uh, the drone coverage and the the new shot tracker technology they're using, and, and I just you know Paul Azinger's fabulous. Uh, Curtis Strange is so good. I, w- I wish he was. Um, I wish he was on more broadcasts, and I, and I think Brad Faxon's insights is, is fabulous as well. Yeah, they have a. It's a nice team, no question, and. Uh, um, I think uh, Buck, he just gets, no matter where he goes, he's kind of the number one football guy, number one baseball guy, so he gets criticized wherever he goes. So I guess he yeah, gets he, criticized at the golf course, too. He does just fine. He's the he's the play-by-play guy. It's it's not the same thing. Yeah, no, he's he's very good. I, 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 don't, I don't get where the criticism is coming from, other than uh, a lot of people don't like him for whatever reason. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think he does a great job in every sport that he covers. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. So uh, yeah, a nice job by Fox, and, the, and they were talking a little bit about the sound. Some of the uh, uh, some of the golf articles, the first couple days there, the sound that Fox was picking up of the golf balls hitting the greens and stuff like that was uh, pretty extraordinary, really. So yeah, you were. know, they're they're the only ones that they put it. They put a microphone in the cup. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it, I, I wish everybody. It's it's great. It, it picks up that sound of the ball hitting the green, and you get you get a bunch of conversation on the green. And uh, I, I think it's a cool cool feature. Yeah, sure. And just uh, <laughs> yeah, and everybody, you know, even the worst golfer has heard that sound and been happy at one time or another in their life when That's the ball right. goes in. So it's kind of a good sound for all of us to pick up on. And the golf was extraordinary. Um, uh, what a performance! And uh, I mean, the, the best player in the world right now, breathing down your neck for 
the entire day, and Gary Woodland just uh, uh, just stands in there like uh, like a man, I guess. And uh, <laughs> it was very, very impressive. Woodland uh, had to show some real fortitude there. And, of course, golf with, with its fortunes goes up and down a little bit. He, he gets a bad break or makes a bad break for himself, and all of a sudden a couple guys within one shot. But nobody ever tied him, and nobody ever got in front of him. No, not at all. You know, three-shot victory with uh, Brooks Kepka, you know, right behind him the, the whole way, putting pressure on him. But uh, he he hit it fabulous, and boy, his short game was was phenomenal. He he got up and down eighty percent of the time for the week. I mean, on with the rough around those greens and the size of the, the greens to to be able to get up and down, you know, four out of or every three out of four times or four out of five times is phenomenal and he only made four bogeys for the whole week yeah yeah i think back to back on uh on sunday but uh yeah four for the whole week and i think he was 169th in scrambling uh going into that week and uh yeah a fantastic week and you could certainly make the argument that uh kepka wobbled more than woodland on uh, sunday he he had a couple kind of errant shots that were unlike him down the stretch so yeah, terrific golf, and uh, yeah. and Woodland, uh, by all accounts, one of the more popular guys out there. A very popular winner among the players, I understand. You know, I I, I think we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, but you know, from my standpoint, I, I, it was never that I didn't like Gary Woodland, but he was kind of one of those players you really didn't know much about. And you know, a great player hasn't hasn't won as much as you think he would, especially with his power. Uh, but I'll tell you, when when he, two things happened that that made me a huge fan of his, and one was was with the the little girl in Phoenix when he who has really inspired him, this Amy Winhouse. Yeah. Um, who you know they they had set up this deal to that she was going to play the 17th hole with him, and he was, he was so fantastic with her. Uh, and it really showed his, his character, how, how he treated her during that. that. And uh, and then at the Masters, you know, one, one of my good friends, Rob Berkland, was there with with his son and daughter, and, and Gary Woodland just treated his son so great. Even during the tournament rounds, he... The, he knew he was following him, and he he kind of you know sought him out in the crowd. He, he's fantastic with people, and you, it's hard not to root for a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, he he looks so serious. You know, he comes across so serious and uh, uh, kind of a solemn demeanor almost. But uh, yeah, obviously a very good guy and uh, a very popular with the players, which you love and. And uh, it's interesting, Kepka. He's kind of uh, adopted that personality of of Tiger when he was the best in the world. You know, Tiger, the Tiger now is uh, so likable, you know, and so gregarious. And uh, yeah. back in the day, the players didn't like him because he didn't like them. And right. it's, it's kind of like Kepka now. Uh, he, he maybe he likes you, but he acts like he doesn't like you on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, just to kind of tells it like it is all the time, which some people don't like that much straightforwardness. And uh, so I think... Uh, Hanging on to beat Kepka, probably some of the other players were, were happy to see it. Yeah, no question. And, uh, I'll tell you, you know, Kepka, he, we, we've played three majors for the year, and he's finished uh, one shot back in the Masters. He won the PGA, and then he finished second 
in uh, in the U.S. Open, three shots back. I mean, his his performance over the last uh, you know three years in majors is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, yeah. And just U.S. Open, he gets first, first, second over three years. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's impressive. Um, he, he certainly rises to the occasion, and it's. Uh, um, you got to you got to think he's the favorite going into the Open Championship. Next. Sure, you do. Yeah, I don't see how you can't. And uh, the other big event this week, Chris, the the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. A more another major championship comes to Minnesota. Hazeltine, uh and I understand you're gonna you're gonna be uh, down at the tournament performing some uh, duties as a pro does and. Uh, that's uh, very cool, and uh, this is a uh, just another good get for Minnesota. Oh, it's it's great. You know, we've got a couple of phenomenal weeks of golf in Minnesota coming up with the the uh, KPMG PGA Championship this week at Hazeltine. Uh, as good a field as there will be in golf for the whole, whole year for the ladies, and then uh, in two weeks we've got the uh, the new 3M Championship, and they they've got a tremendous field. So. Uh, fortunate in Minnesota in the next couple of weeks we get some phenomenal golf. Yeah, uh, boy, the uh, ladies have a lot of red-hot players right now. So a lot of the best players in the world. Brooke Henderson is all of a sudden on fire. And all the ladies were making uh, just a ton of birdies last week as they lead up to the, the PGA here this week. And uh, a lot of popular players are kind of at their peak of their game right now. Yeah, Brooke Henderson's ninth win. That's one of your favorites on tour, I think, Mac. Yeah, yeah, I do like Brooke Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> so she she had twenty twenty three years old and she has nine wins, which is uh, yeah, which is phenomenal. She's so uh, she's the second winningest Canadian now between men's and women's golf. So pretty phenomenal. But she's playing great coming in. Neat story: Sarah Burnham, who is a a uh, grew up in Minnesota, played at. Uh, uh, I, I believe, uh, I think Duke. I can't. I, I, it's. I can't remember now. But Sarah's a rookie on the PGA Tour and has had uh, not a great year. She's 146 on the money list, but had a great week last week and finished top 10 to get into the into the championship. So that that'll be a good uh, uh, good one for for us to all to watch and follow. And with Amy Anderson in the field and. Um, so, so. Yeah, and Lexi Thompson's coming off a win just two weeks ago, and yeah. uh, she finished 20 under. She almost came back and uh, overtook Henderson. Henderson was 21 under, and Lexi, who won the week before, was right behind her. So she's a very popular player, of course. So it uh, should be a great, great tournament. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. We're back after this. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, and streaming at com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, also streaming now at Podcast One. Have a uh, guest with me uh, today, uh, Dave Sedlowski, head professional at Rutgers uh, Bay Lake Lodge and. uh Boy, the golf course out there is in uh, great shape. Dave, uh, welcome. Worked out good. Uh, Chris is gone. He's uh, where you were yesterday. So uh, <laughs> nice. nice. Well, thanks for having me on, Mac. Yeah, you bet. Glad to have you back. We'll talk about Rutgers, of course. But uh, you were down at uh, Hazeltine yesterday. We have the uh, ladies' uh, third major of the year. The women play five majors. 
and uh, Hazeltine uh, for the LPGA championship, right? You know, yes, and I got to tell you, Mac, and for the folks listening, if you've never been to one of these events, uh, men or women, you've got to go. Um, I go, I've had the fortune to go to, you know, a few dozen, I suppose, over the course of the years, and I never really get sick of it. It's it's amazing to see how these men and women hit the golf ball yeah. on such a consistent basis. I had the opportunity on uh, when I was down there to uh, be on the practice range, and, you know, you've got 30 of these gals all lined up just hitting perfect shot after perfect shot. It's... <laughs> It's really fun to watch. They are just tremendous, and the uh, just a lot of times, just based on size, the athletes are smaller, and the swings are perfect. It's uh, there's so many women with perfect swings, right? And and to that, uh, I had the good fortune of of getting to know a little bit a brand a rookie. Um, she it's her name is Maria Fossey. Uh, some of you may know that she uh, just finished second in the Augusta Women's uh, National Amateur. Uh, just turned pro, uh, has about a handful of events, pro events under her belt, uh, finished, I think, 12th at the Women's U.S. Open. She's five foot five inches tall, extremely strong. Uh, one particular hole on her practice round the other day, she hit a 290 off the tee. And um, it's, it's amazing. They hammer it. <laughs> and they're, You're right, they're little gals, a lot of them, but they're very, very strong. And uh, swing speeds are up there, and they just give it a lash. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it really is. They're just uh, terrific players, and uh, like you say, so fun to watch and more competitive. And uh, I want to say the purse is like three point eight million or something like that. I think, so I think I saw that on the website here. Yeah, yeah which, is which is great. Pro- might be the biggest purse they've ever played for. So that's nice to see the women uh, uh, starting to step up. And uh, obviously, the, the top players obviously make a good living, but it's nice to stretch mm-hmm. that down among the players who. Uh, travel the circuit you know it's a it's a long and grueling lifestyle but uh i mean to get to play golf for a living on the upside and i think uh the 11 11 former uh lpga champions of the major are are there and of course all the best players in the world burke henderson just our native uh north in canada she's been playing great golf lately and uh, she just won last week and just shot lights out yeah yeah and they're, again, very small in stature, but, boy, she really puts a good move on the ball. Yeah, yeah. So down there you were at the range helping people out. Dave, what are your duties as a as professional down there? At you know, the... it's, <laughs> it's kind of a more of an honorary position maybe than anything as, yeah. as uh, local PGA professionals. But, um, uh, you know, we're, we're just helping them as they come to the range. Uh, the caddies will grab the golf balls, and um, we uh, – put their name placards behind them and, and uh, clean up after them when they're done. <laughs> I, uh, it was kind of funny because on Tuesday night, uh, I, I was at the range, uh, at the end of the shift there and I found myself at sunset hand picking the range balls out on Hazeltine's practice range. And I thought, you know what? I could be doing this at home too, but it's pretty cool to be doing it at Hazeltine uh, for women's national or for an amateur or a professional event. So, yeah, um, kind of fun. And I'm guessing when you're handpicking there around a target, it's a lot more accurate uh, with the professionals. We didn't have to go as sideways as much as we do on our own ranges, no. <laughs> Nothing against all the great players at Rutgers, but uh, right. the lady pros are a little more accurate. That's right. <laughs> you know, Mac, they'll even have um, some of the gals will, for their, their wedge shots on the range there, they will send their caddy out into the range. Granted, they're on the edge of it on the side. 
but they'll go at various yardages. Uh, one guy yesterday started at 50 yards, and uh, the player would hit right to him, and then he would give her uh, with hand signals back how many yards away she was, so whether it was one yard, two yards, things like that. No kidding. So they, they dial in their distances. You know, they certainly use TrackMan and all those other electronics, but the old-fashioned way that Ben Hogan did back in the day was he hit balls right to his caddy. <laughs> yeah, well... If you can follow a, a guy's uh, a way of doing things, Ben Hogan's not a bad choice. <laughs> He's the guy, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so very fun to see. And again, I, I certainly encourage folks, any future events, we've got the men's 3M Open coming up here in yeah. a couple of weeks down at uh, the TPC uh, in Blaine. And get down and watch these players. I mean, it's it's so much different than watching them on TV because you hear the compression of the ball. Uh, you get to hear the interaction they have with their caddies. And uh, it's just a, it's a joy. And quite reasonable, really. The ticket is uh, $40, good any right. day, and I think a week long was only $100. That includes yeah. uh, practice rounds. And But now, of course, uh, it was tournament starting this morning, and, uh, yeah, it's a great bargain. It's going to be on the replay tonight on uh, the Golf Channel from 5 until 8 yeah. and tomorrow, and then Saturday it'll be on uh, Channel 11 uh, from right. 2 to 5, which will be kind of the, uh, uh, well, they'll be coming down the stretch on Saturday and Sunday, obviously, for the title, so... Pretty great, uh, but golf is just flourishing in Minnesota, Dave, with the majors and uh, the PGA coming back for the first time in many years, the men's tour and uh, another major with the women. And, uh, boy, it's and then the Ryder Cup coming back to Hazeltine, which uh, I think might be the first course to get it twice, right? I think so, and certainly in that short of a time span, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. That's going to be awesome. So we'll catch the golf fever, and maybe uh, it's catching, I think, uh, all around the state. So at uh, Jack's 18 and Alex 9, how's things going out there? We're in full swing now, Dave, and uh, we still would yeah. uh, like a good stretch of sunshine. That wouldn't yeah, hurt absolutely. anybody's feelings. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still kind of cool this morning, which I like. But um, Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, think, I think your average players like it a little warmer. But, um, yeah, it's it's going great. And, and we're seeing an influx, Mac, uh, finally, um, I think I mentioned it maybe on the last show of, of youth coming out. Good. And um, whether it's through our, the youth on course program that that's through the Minnesota Golf Association, where the kids can sign up for just fifteen bucks and play a, a large number of courses in our area for just three dollars or five dollars, we're seeing a lot of those kids. Um, and what's good about that is, guess who, what kids bring with them is their parents. Sure. And. Um, we also have another age to age program that's being run through the community, local community ed department where it pairs a junior player with a, a senior or an adult. And um, the intent, of course, is to get kids to play. But what I really, what I saw last week that was just phenomenal was we had a, a, a teenage girl came out with her grandmother. And her grandmother was so excited that she has not played golf in 15 years. And it was her daughter that got grandma out to play. So it kind of worked in reverse there. Um, the program was again set up to get youth up. In this case, it got grandma out and, uh, really a, just a fun thing. So, um, that's been a, a great program too, to get more kids out and playing and then bringing the adults with them. Yeah. And I think you know, what we're seeing too, Dave, is, um, the high school teams have gotten so good in the area. Uh, the scores of, uh, Chris and I've talked about it many times. Um, uh, Boy, boys and girls, uh, boys in particular this year where so many guys were shooting in the 70s, just about every tournament, and there'd be maybe uh, a dozen kids from Aiken, Crosby, Staples, Brainerd, Pequot, Pine River, you know, mm -hmm. take your pick, and uh, 
those teams were just uh, really turning in some good good golf rounds. Yeah, and not only in the 70s, you know, uh, young Mr. Finnerty from the Crosby team uh, went down as an individual and he shot a couple around, I think, 77, 79, somewhere in there, and was a little disappointed, you know. <laughs> He has the skills and, and the ability to do a little bit better, but I said, boy, Casey, you know, great job representing uh, your school and yourself. And um, So these kids aren't even just happy getting in the 70s anymore. They want to get you know, down to the mid to low 70s. So. Right, so they can get uh, get down to state and really That's continue right. to play at a high level. That's fun. I don't know if you heard uh, uh, Gavin Metz. He'd uh, kind of been the Brainerd team, Mr. Right. Mr. Clutch, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior year, he made it to state when he wasn't the number one player in Ron Brainerd's team. And uh, this year he just missed it. Yeah. But then he set the course record at Craigens yeah. the next week. <laughs> he, was that a 60, what was that again, the 63? 65 from the Blacks, 65. my goodness. Wow. You know, you can't even see the Blacks from I where, where I hit from. <laughs> well, and that's it. The great thing now about you know, the game is that the kids, they come off the high school season right into the junior PGA events. Um, and the MGA events around the state, and those are going strong already too. So they're able to continue that play, and with uh, a lot of cases, you know, better competition. So that's awesome. Yeah, and you talking about youth on course? I, you know, that's what I was going to say. Is you know now these uh, the golfers are kind of cool. So then the then the younger mm-hmm. kids want to play because they think, oh boy, look at his name's in the paper. He's going down to state, or she is. Whole Brainer girls team went down for the first time in twenty years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, really, really fun. Good yeah. to get the youth and back involved. Uh, the locals yeah. discount uh, card, Dave, out at uh, Rutgers, there we go, uh, is a great, it's just a great deal. Uh, local card, you get the discount uh, dining and golf. It pays for itself in about uh, one visit. It does. It does. And it's kind of funny when we present that to a customer across the counter that they look at us like, what, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't I get this? And that's exactly the point. Um we want more folks coming out and enjoying our facility, and um, it's a great way to do it. Um, you know, a lot of people can't commit to a membership, and that's fine. Um, and this is a just a twenty dollars investment, and like you said, it within you know for certainly two two visits, you paid for the card and more. So right, that's been a fun thing to have. And uh, we talk about the nineteenth hole a lot on the show. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka is our sponsor, and really a great nineteenth hole right on the course. Zig's restaurant is uh, not only uh, the food is great, get the uh, cool one if you want, and you're uh, sitting with maybe one of the best uh, um, best views of a golf course ever. Right, right. And um, we are extremely happy now. I think I've mentioned last year we've been working on our deck to make that even more of an enjoyable experience, and that is 95% done as we speak. All of Zig's sitting area is complete. So it's just it's a great venue, like you said, and uh, you know Tuesday night uh, we've got the Tito's and Taco and Trivia Night and various other things. Now occasional Friday nights we're going to have some live music and zigs. Yeah. Um, and of course we've talked about the Turkey Night on Thursdays. That's a, always a great thing, and you can enjoy that on the deck or inside wherever you like. So I've uh, got to get out there. You, if you've you got to, if you promise to roll me back to the car, I'll come out for that day. <laughs> hey, it's downhill from the clubhouse <laughs> to the parking lot. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's come on out, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will do that. Yeah, you bet. And uh, probably this time of year, certainly best to get uh, reservations, particularly as the weekends are around, Dave. It is. Uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings are our busiest times. So we can always fit people in. Um, our rates actually drop down starting at noon on, on those days. 
uh, and that's usually when things open up a little bit, and then even more after three o'clock in the twilight hour. So sure, um, we might be a little bit busier, but you know, when people call, I say, well, you know, we'll, we'll almost always get you out. So come on out and see us. Call the clubhouse. Best way to do it, Dave. Yep, absolutely. Two one eight six seven eight four six four six is the direct line. Dave, appreciate you taking the time today, and uh, we, we swap. Uh, you and you and Chris swap places. He goes to Hazeltine, and you come home. So uh, right. <laughs> he'll take care of things down there. Yeah, just like that's you right. did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thanks for taking the time, Dave. Sure, appreciate it. Uh, awesome, Mac. Thank you so much. Have a good day. That's Dave Sedlowski out at Rutgers. You need to put Rutgers on your calendar. The uh, not only the uh, Jacks eighteen, also Alex nine for fun and. Uh, just a great opportunity. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. We had the opportunity to interview Ruth Kimmelshue. That was about a month ago or so. She is the chair of the 2019 Women's KPMG LPGA Championship, which is going on this week at Hazeltine in the Twin Cities. As you might guess, she's fairly busy, so we couldn't have her this week. But we're going to replay that interview. It's a good background into the championship that's happening with the women's third major of the year, I believe, down at Hazeltine this weekend. So here is that interview. Chris, very special guest with us and a very special event coming up in Minnesota. Yeah, I want to welcome Ruth Kemmelshu, who's the chair of the 2019 KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Hazeltine. Welcome to the show, Ruth. Oh, thanks so much, Chris. It's great to be with you. So we've got, uh, it's an exciting summer for golf in Minnesota, as as it always is, but we've got another major at at Hazeltine National coming up with the the ladies being there uh, June 18th through the 23rd. That's right. We are so excited to kick off the summer season with this event. Um, the KPMG PGA Women's Championship is one of the five majors on the LPGA Tour, and uh, we expect it to attract 156 of the world's top women golfers. It's going to be a great event, and we'd love to see as many people coming out to see it as possible. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. Tell us some of the players that you have committed so far to the field. Well, as I said, it's going to be the top 156 um, of the best women's golfers. And uh, we for sure will see the winners from the previous four years. Um, last year, Sung Hyun Park won in a two-hole playoff against So Yun Ru and Nasa Hataoka. And that was a really exciting finish to uh, last year's event. Uh, Danielle Kang won the year before that. She's a golfer who's originally from Southern California. Uh, Brooke Henderson won the year before that, who is uh, originally from Canada. And then Inby Park, who's a well-known name on the women's tour, uh, won in 2015. So we're looking forward to continuing with the excitement. Absolutely. You know, the players to watch this year, um, the Corda sisters are expected to be here. Uh, um we look forward to seeing Lexi Thompson. We look forward to seeing Lydia Coe, who comes from comes from New Zealand. Um, and then closer to home, um, Amy Olson, 
who hails from North Dakota, uh, is expected to be in the in the group as well. And she came very close to winning um, one of the five women's majors last year at the Evian Cloth, uh, Championship. And right. so we'll be watching Amy for hopefully to pull out an almost hometown win. We, we yeah. kind of we claim Amy as a Minnesotan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> close enough. Right. And- yeah, we'll take we'll take Brooke Henderson from just to the north too. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. she's That's having great. a good year too. Yeah, uh, you know, Ruth, I, I I've been to a couple of a uh, couple Solheim Cups and a couple other ladies ladies events, and uh, you know, one, one of the things that I've always found so so much fun about the ladies events of person hasn't been there, is how much more engaging the players are, and really they they really embrace the fans and. Um, talk to them, and especially during the practice rounds. And, and I, I think if, if a person hasn't been to an event before, it's a, it's a great opportunity to experience that. You know, that's exactly right. Um, the LPGA Tour works very, very hard to um, be inclusive and also to be engaging. And, you know, I've been to the Solheim Cup as well. I've been to this event the previous two years uh, when it was down in Chicago. And, you know, it's a great experience. You can get right up to the ropes. You can see the players, um, and they are great. For those of us who are casual golfers, these women are truly remarkable. Um, and they interact with the fans. And, um, you know, they love to see the young um, kids come out. They will engage with the young kids. But they interact with the fans. You feel like you're right there in the action. Um and you get to see how great great they are at the game, which is also super inspiring. So uh, it's a great venue. You know, Hazeltine has hosted major championships um, for most of its um, 56 years. Actually, our first major championship was the U.S. Women's Open, which was in 1966. And the course, of course, opened in 1962. So um, we love kind of bookending our our current list of championships with that first uh, U.S. Women's Open that we had and then uh, the KPMG um, PGA Championship. So it's exciting. Let's talk a little bit about Ruth. We mentioned uh, just before we went on the air, uh, KPMG is such a good sponsor, and you want to mention kind of their, their goals and as a company and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's they have um, taken on the opportunity with this event to really reinforce the strong belief that they have uh, around diversity and especially around supporting women on and off the golf course. And so um, their theme for this event is inspire greatness. And they look at ways to inspire greatness on and off the golf course, um, whether that's in professional, in the professional realm, whether that's in uh, the educational realm, the the charity that's associated with this event is one that KPMG supports, and it's a future leaders program that provides scholarships to young women who are remarkable scholars and remarkable individuals, but who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to go to college. And so each year they sponsor, oh, a dozen or so young women with these college scholarships, um, and so that's another benefit that the golf, court, the golf event provides. Um, and then in conjunction with the tournament on the Wednesday before tournament play starts on the 20th, so on the 19th of June this year, uh, KPMG hosts a women's summit um, that will have about um, 300 or so 
future leaders in business and industry, and all of them women who have the potential to reach the C-suite at some point in the next five to 10 years. And it's really an opportunity that they have to kind of pay it forward. And historically, they've had some really remarkable names uh, speaking at the event. Um, this year, um, uh, Condoleezza Rice will be there again, and she has been at the event the last couple of years. Um, they've had Ginny Rometty before. Um, they just put together a really top list of strong women in various walks of life, business, uh, sports, um, uh, you know, um, philanthropic areas, but really remarkable people for the women who are attending to listen and learn from. And so that's just another really cool um, kind of component of the whole week. Yeah, that, that's, that's a neat deal. Having heard Consolisa Rice speak before, she's outstanding. Ruth, tell us yeah. about tell us about some of the other things that are taking place, kind of the schedule of the week and some of the other things surrounding the event. Sure. Well, so the, the week starts off. It's uh, on the 18th of June, um, and that will be the first day of um, pr- uh, practice for the players. So the, the tournament actually runs the 18th through the 23rd. Tournament play is the 20th the 23rd. So the 18th and 19th will be practice rounds. The 19th, of course, will also be the Women's Summit. Um, The 18th will be a pro-am in addition to um, uh, allowing the players to practice. And so for both of those days, the 18th and the 19th, people can come out and watch. Um, And the ticket prices for those days um, to allow for grounds access are really reasonable. $20 a ticket for Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and then, of course, tournament play starts on Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ticket prices on uh, Thursday and Friday are $30, and on Saturday and Sunday, they're only $35. And those are for adults. Um, kids 17 and under get in free with a paying adult, and um, and each adult is allowed to bring four kids with them for free. Um, and then active and retired military are also free, kind of in honor of um, the service that those individuals provided to our country. If you can't decide what day you want to come out, you can purchase any day flex tickets for $40 a day, which is a great option um, if you need to have that flexibility. And then if you want to come out for the entire week, which is I'll be out there the entire week, come and find me, um, the weekly ticket package is $100. And again, parking on site Full access to these golfers in ways that you haven't experienced at some of the men's events. Um, they're going to play a tough golf course. Uh, the yardage is expected to be 6807, so 6,807 yards. That's longer than a lot of a lot of the men members actually play. Um, and the rough. I was out there last weekend. It's thick and it's going to be kind of long and it's tough and so from personal experience you don't want to end up in the rough <laughs> and so we'll see if uh, these women can keep it in the fairway um, and just attack the course we're excited to see how they do well it rained for the first half of the month of may so it thickened up the rough a little bit i'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> it did logistics ruth for uh just getting the course ready the last um six months a year i suppose have just has just been a uh, a fun project, but certainly a huge project. It is a huge project. You know, we're super fortunate um, to have a great uh, grounds crew. And uh, we were very, very lucky, or um, or at least the grounds crew did their great work, um, in that we came out of the winter 
without any significant damage to the course. And you may know that that's not necessarily the case for some of the other courses in the Twin Cities. And so we're really happy with that. The course is in beautiful condition. Uh, we will, um, it will be closed to all member play starting on the 12th of June. And so at that point in time, we will be getting it ready for the tournament. Um, and that should give us plenty of time to make sure that it's in tip-top shape um, and that the greens are fast and the rough is tough and uh, the fairways look beautiful. And then we can all come out and enjoy watching the women play it. Well, it'll be another uh, another great uh, great week at Hazeltine National, just like we've done in the past. So, Ruth, we appreciate you coming on the show and uh, uh, sharing everything about the week. And we'll, we'll look forward to getting down there in, in a couple Best way for uh, people to get tickets one more time, Ruth? Uh, the best way to get tickets is to go to kpmgwomenspga.com, and all of the tickets and the pricing are online um, and really easily accessible. And uh, if the kpmgwomenspga.com is too hard to remember, pga.com, you can go on there, and it has a direction um, to get you to, to the ticket site. So uh, it's a great way to access those tickets. And I just encourage everybody to come out and see some great golf at a beautiful championship golf course. Boy, at a great price, too. Those tickets are so reasonable. That's fantastic to get next to the best golf swings in the world. The women have the best swings ever. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Ruth, thank you very much for taking the time. We sure appreciate it. Thanks, Ruth. It is. It's my pleasure. Thanks, guys. We appreciate the support. Ruth Kimmel, shoot chair of the KPMG Women's PGA Championship coming up at Hazeltine. Again, the week of June 18th through the 23rd. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ. The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. All right, Chris, uh, let's see. My game, uh, I was going to quit, but then I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> I think Chris fixed this problem last year. So I started uh, leagues a couple weeks ago, just to really have no availability to play in May much. So I um, played a couple times and then played in the uh, Camp Confidence Scramble at the Classic, which was awesome. Then I got thinking uh, after... You know, I'm, I'm a slow learner, so I'm about uh, uh, 254s into my year. I thought, well, I could always quit and just host the golf show. <laughs> <laughs> or I could go see you or talk to you. And then I thought, this is very similar to the problem I had last year at one point. And uh, we've talked about uh, swing playing quite a bit on the show. And uh, what I was doing was I just kept making the same mistake. I'd set and think, okay, that's all right, that's all right, that's all right. And then I'd... And I'd kind of hood my irons to the left or block things to the right, which seems to me in my in the uh, in my mind that that would be maybe two completely different swing errors, but that's not the case, is it? No, you know, it uh, a couple things, Mac. You know, we always we tend to all go back to what our tendencies are. We all kind of have a fingerprint in our swings that, uh, and that you know, if if you see somebody over the years from a you're two fairways away. You know, you know who it is swinging out in the distance. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so we all have, you know, our swing characteristics, and when we get off, we fall back to our tendencies. So 
so what, whatever that tendency for anything else. And for you, it's it's that you tend to take the club too much and it's an inside on the takeaway. And that causes you to lift the club to the top. And on the downswing, that causes you, you, you know, your path to work left. And uh, when, when the face is shut, that's when you hit the pole or pole hook. And when the face is open in relationship to that path, that's when you hit the block or the uh, slice out to the right. Um, you know, this, when somebody can come to the realization that, that one, we fall, we always fall back into our same tendencies. But secondly, the same swing air causes, you know, three to five misses. So if we have an understanding of what causes our misses and what our tendencies are, it's much easier to get back on track on our own. And that's, that's always our goal is we, in our, instruction we try to teach our students what what is causing their swing errors or their ball fight errors i guess i should say and then getting back to you know back to neutral so to speak so that that when they get off they know you know what causes them to get off and then just work on those things and and get themselves back on track and it's um, you know, if you have that understanding, it's much easier to get yourself back on track on the golf course as well when you get off. I know there's a lot of things I can tinker with in my game and get better at, but that uh, last year was, uh, I just uh, was on the range and uh, stopped by just for a second, and you uh, kind of uh, adjusted my uh, my takeaway. My uh, got a little more outside is all really, and uh, yeah. a little flatter. You know, about two swings in, you know, you, you hit a couple of good ones and. I just looked at you like, well, that was simple. Easy game. <laughs> yeah, just do that all the time, like you say. That's right. But, That's uh, right. yeah, what, what I'm getting at is, uh, I mean, if you go to a, a pro, your own pro or a Chris for uh, lessons, is uh, they've seen so many golf swings. And I, I would guess the, the mistakes like you're talking about are quite similar among a lot of players. So you can uh, really work on some things. There's individual issues, I'm sure, with each player. But... Uh, there's uh, not not a universal fix, but certainly things you've seen before, Chris. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, especially as you know, somebody like you and I who have spent some time together on the range, uh, we you know I know what your tendencies are, and uh, just like we were talking off air, we we it's pretty easy to get you back on track. Uh, just describing what your ball flight errors are, you know, we're always trying to just kind of fix somebody's big miss, so to speak. So you know, what what is your most common Air in in ball flight, and uh, if you have an uh, understanding of of what you know what the fix is there, then it, it's easy to get you back on track. I'm wondering, Chris, just from an athletic or athlete point of view, as a younger guy, I've always been able to hit the ball a long ways. Now I'm older, so I don't hit it as far as I did. Does that kind of swing speed was I able to make up for that? Uh, maybe not as as good a swing as I should have had when I was younger. Well. I Faster club head speed. We we depending on the club we have in our hands, we can we can get away with some errors. Yeah, and you know as we as we get older, we tend to our club head. We tend to unless you really work at it, our te- our club head speed tends to slow down. So it's something that you need to try to maintain. Sure. And um, you know if you if you can maintain your club head speed, then your distances you you don't lose distance. And, you know, distance is just a, a factor of, number one, centerness of contact, and number two is club head speed. And, and it's, swinging, it's swinging fast and not hard. 
Right, yeah. Fast but under control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so first of all, don't sit on the couch all winter. That would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and now uh, on to the 19th hole. Tito's Handmade Vodka sponsors our 19th hole, and uh, I know we are constantly saying how uh, Chris is busy all the time and I'm busy all the time, but, but really Chris is uh, like going to Sand Valley and Pine Valley and <laughs> <laughs> California. Let's let's talk about uh, Sand Valley. He had a great experience here this uh, last weekend, and he got to play one of the really great new golf courses around. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the Sand Valley's in Rome, Wisconsin. Uh Two, two golf courses presently, one designed by David McKay Kidd, the other one, uh, Bill Clore and Ben Crenshaw. So owned by Mike Kaiser, the same guy who owns, uh, he, he owns all the great golf courses that have been built in the last, uh, the last decade, the, uh, Band and Dunes and, and Stream Song in Florida and Cabot Links and, in uh, Canada and uh, right. building building a new one in uh, northern Scotland, but uh, the, the golf courses are phenomenal, and uh, it was a great experience. I went over. I I got invited to to play an event with a, a good friend of mine over there called the Summer Solstice, and did not realize what I was getting myself into when I agreed <laughs> to, to go on this. And uh, normally I wouldn't leave this time of year, but uh, the opportunity to go play with this good friend. And, and and see Sand Valley, which I had heard so much about, was uh, was too hard to pass up. But it was it was supposed to be seventy two holes of golf in one day, walking. Seventy two holes walking. Seventy two walking, <laughs> and um, I completed fifty four holes before I flew threw in the white flag. <laughs> uh, but it it is a uh, it's a finesse. Fantastic golf experience. Five, five and a half hours or five hours and 15 minutes from Brainerd and just an incredible sight. Uh, very dunesy, all sand. Um, just, you know, it's a classic golf course that was built two years ago. They built uh, their first golf course opened uh, about two and a half years ago. The, the second golf course opened uh, last fall and they, they've got a third golf course that's, that they're starting construction on later this summer. So a great, great experience, great golf. And could a guy find a, uh, a quality sandwich and a cool one at the 19th hole at Sand Valley somewhere, Chris? They they had a... Or in your case, the, 50, the 55th hole, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a uh, they had a great 19 hole there and phenomenal food. Uh, they've kind of got a farm to table concept in the restaurant. And, uh, most of what they serve is or everything that they serve is locally sourced there in Wisconsin. So uh, they have their own gardens that they that all the produce comes from and uh, all the beef is is very local to the area and uh, the 19th hole Tito's handmade vodka. There you go. <laughs> it's out there. It's everywhere. That's right. <laughs> That's been the uh, the good thing of uh, the back-to-back 54s in men's league, which, you know, you get to the 19th hole, and at least um, everybody in men's league, when you tell them the story, they're at least there to make fun of you. So that, uh, That's right. that takes a little know. bit of the pain away. <laughs> no question. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mac. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, 
Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, the Tea Hive, the Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at the Lake Sports Talk 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. 